0: some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome everyone to Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. I'm so excited uh, to talk about technology and how it relates to parenting your children. You know, anything, any book that was written about kids and the impact of technology or social media screen time prior to uh, 2020 is pretty much obsolete, and mostly because how kids learn uh, what is happening in our culture has made a dramatic shift, and our kids are on technology more and more. I often speak on raising kids to create a positive social footprint, and I've, I've talked about this before, and I think that it's important as we're beginning a new school year, whether your children are in public school or private school, charter school or homeschooling, there is no escaping technology. And I have listened over the years to many people, and and I highly respect uh, I highly respect their positions, their research. And I think that it's worth considering, Uh, but I want to dive into this topic and I may have a different approach, maybe even a different mindset than some of you, but I'm going to encourage you and I'm also going to challenge some of the thinking that has been shared and thought of and taught. I've embraced a lot of different technology ideas and mindsets over the years as I was raising my children there was a part of me that was scared. Uh, what would happen? What would my kids, especially my sons, be exposed to? What negative impacts might my daughters be exposed to from body shaming and imaging to bullying, shaming, even even what they saw, both both my daughters and my sons? I, I was extremely concerned, and so much so that in 2008 and yes, that was a while ago— But in 2008, I was noticing certain trends happening, and my background in PR and marketing uh, made me start to take notice of what was happening uh, that shift in technology. And I just became a student of it. I was serving on a board for a large homeschool company, and at that time, there weren't a lot of brands, a lot of companies that had a social media presence. Uh, You know, frankly, there weren't even a lot of the small businesses that had a a website. It was still pretty much in in its infancy. Now I know blogging has gone back for you know, much longer than two thousand eight, but two thousand seven and eight is when I became really interested by what was happening, and it led me to create a social media division of a company. Partly, I wanted to learn more. It was emerging market that I wanted to learn more about. And partly because I saw the potential good for industries, for small businesses, for marketers. I also was concerned what the impact might be on my kids. I had already been battling the video game issue with my boys And I was starting to think, okay, now how will we manage and navigate this? Well, obviously, since 2008, everything's changed. Statistics have changed. The usage has changed. The inundation of messaging has changed. Marketers have become extremely sophisticated. We know that there are large tech companies that dominate conversations. We know that Everything we do and say, if if you're still one of the few people who, who don't believe, uh, who aren't convinced that everything you say and do online will haunt you for the rest of your life, I'm going to just say, uh, it may be time to step into 2021, because absolutely everything you say and do online will live forever. And that is what has propelled me. We're beginning a new school year. There are still schools around the country that aren't going to be entering into the halls of a public classroom. Uh, there are, I would say, millions more students homeschooling this year by choice, not by force. And parents are forced. Hey, I don't know physics. I didn't know physics. I had to teach it. I have an engineer. We had to we have to teach things that we don't always know. And if you were like me, Uh, It had been a long time since I took chemistry. It had been a lot of years since I had to think about, actually, how do you teach the composition and essay and storytelling? And how do you teach all these different things? And as a mother of five, you have a lot of subjects to, to get in. You have a lot to do. So if you've chosen the method of the educational method of homeschooling, how, how does all this jive? And if you are trying to figure it all out, you're learning on the fly. You're also trying to run a business. Uh, it can make it more complicated, which is why I want to talk about raising kids with technology. How do we do this? What, what are the pitfalls? What are the shortcomings? And going back to my story, I, I was very intrigued by it. And as a, home, as a homeschool mother, as a mother of five, I wanted to be careful like you do. I wanted to be careful what my kids stumbled into, what they were exposed to. Uh, Yes, my kids, uh, unfortunately, were exposed to things I really was not pleased by. And you know what? It wasn't always in my own home. It could have been, and for you, I've heard parents talk about it's at their friend's house. It's at their cousin's house. It's at grandma and grandpa's house. It's wherever a device is, which is pretty much everywhere. How do we manage it? How do we navigate it? Is it good? Is it evil? Should we stay away from it and do only the bare minimum? Well, this is where I'm going to take a different approach, and I will share part of my experience. And my experience is just based on living it, living through it and embracing it. Now, there's a difference between being savvy being a guru of social media which is uh, really what I did for many years oh my goodness many many years and understanding technology like I am not technology driven I you know my sound engineer she gets it she just can get in there and clink around and figure it all out and then tell me what what's wrong that's not my skill set but understanding the impact of technology understanding how we navigate the seasons of using technology with our children what the impact can be and yes it can be bad there can there is evil on the internet uh, incognito I learned so much about the dark side of social media than I wish I would have really ever known but yet I am so grateful that I did learn it it's like once you learn something you don't unlearn it uh, so let's let's talk about. Raising kids in technology. I want to first say technology, some people will say, oh, no, technology is evil. No, technology is neutral. I'm sorry to say this, but technology is neutral. In and of itself, it's a device, like a tool. A tool, a saw, a hammer, a drill is a neutral tool that has and can perform certain functions. It can make projects go easier, especially DIY projects, home remodeling projects. We don't not use them because you might cut your finger off. We don't, and 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 bear with me as I use these analogies, but I view technology as a tool. It's a tool that we can use for commerce. It's a tool we can use for education. It's a tool we can use to influence, to share ideas. Do we have to be more careful today? Absolutely. We've got to be more careful. But let's talk about what is important. Now, why did I learn all of this and how does it relate to today? Well, I have been at this for 13 years. Gosh, that's kind of insane to think about the time I have been involved in understanding and researching it and becoming, uh, you know, I'm a learner, so I love learning about all of this and how it applies. I I am an application kind of person. You take this knowledge, then what do you do with it? Well, as I was creating this social media division for a company, I started to learn some key factors. One, the same is true with you as is with our kids. It's It's a way to be seen and a way to be heard. It's a way to gain affirmation. Now, None of those in and of itself are bad. You know, everybody wants to know that, hey, good job. Oh, I, you know, I love that project that you're doing. Everybody wants to typically share information. We're relational beings, and that's kind of what technology is really um, about. But it led me to take, after I had spent a couple of years working with this and and helping women primarily, though we had some guys on the team, Uh, But really helping moms understand how to use social media, you know, precisely social media to create a positive social impact, a positive social impact. I wanted them to understand how to use it, how to use it for good, how to use it for possibly earning some extra income. And at that time, there weren't very many people teaching that. We were all kind of in a crash course of learning learning. And so while some were building blogs and building businesses that are now six, seven figure businesses, some used it like I did to build other brands. I was all about helping uh, get a message out to a larger community using various forms of social media. Well, that led me to taking a position with Social Media Examiner. And they have the largest social media marketing conference in the world out in California. And I was able to do that for a couple of years. California changed the laws, things changed in my life. My book was coming out, and I wasn't able to continue on with that position. But I learned so much in those couple of years, just being one, present, and two, working with marketers that focus on social media ads that really focus on what's happening in in the realm of reaching audiences and utilizing technology. And I also uh, was able to spend time with people who really were savvy on the dark web. And that's where I learned the underbelly of it. And it isn't pretty. It is dangerous. I'm not going to candy coat it. It isn't something we we want to take lightly. We certainly don't want to use social media or technology as babysitting tools for our kids. Uh, I know it's tempting to just say, yeah, just here's, you you can have an hour of screen time, do whatever you want to do. I don't believe any of you in my audience uh, ever do that. However, we do give screen time that's just kind of mindless and there isn't mindless screen time. You know, it, it, how many of you will have 20 tabs open when you're on your screen? Because you are—you read something, you do something, <laughs> and before you know it, you've clicked on this link because you want to read about this, and then you clicked on that link because you want to know more about that. And before you know it, you've got so much information in front of you. You can't consume it in the short amount of time that you have, and either getting school done or getting your work done, but we we get drawn in. So do our children. I remember watching The Social Dilemma, and I had, uh, was very aware of pretty much all of it. It is a propaganda piece. They want you—they're trying to get their message out. I'm, I'm not going to lie. There's, they have—every time you watch anything, there is an underlying message they want you to buy into, ascribe to, and they're not bad. But you just need to understand that, that messaging, what their, what their messaging is really all about. That's key. So as I was working for this company, I listened intently and I studied. I was a student. Again, I love being a student, one of people and one of trends and culture. And so I would watch how you could, you could track and follow the patterns of people. We've seen this happen with Cambridge Analytica. We've seen censorship. We've seen free speech squelched. Uh, you've seen it all. You're seeing it. You, I've gotten to where I don't scroll on social media as much as I used to. It's not fun for me like it was. I I get tired of everything being watched and censored and attacked, and it happens so much. That it, the, the joy of what used to be social media isn't there for me, but I did learn a lot from that. So I'm coming to you from having been on one side of the technology side and then on the parenting and raising kids with technology side. So that's the approach that I'm coming at this today. And I want you to understand that my position is I have three of my children, three of my five that run their businesses and they heavily utilize social media and their websites. It's their business. Do you understand what I'm telling you? They they run their businesses because they're entrepreneurs utilizing social media and their websites. I'm coming to you and I have all the social media platforms. Um, up until recently I've I've never focused on building equipped to be or Connie Albers, an entity, a brand of its own. I've always focused on building other companies' brands and lending my expertise to them. And I always speak on how do you raise kids in a technology based world? How do you raise your kids to have a social, a positive social footprint? How do you create a positive social footprint? Uh, I have a friend of mine on social media. Recently, she said, why is it every time I post, I lose fringe? And I said, well, that's the nature of social media now. It's not really social anymore. It's if you don't agree with what somebody else is saying, then you get unfriended, unliked, unfollowed, reported, or blocked. It's, it's not the same. So you have to understand the nature and the game. You have to understand that. But since our culture has changed, students are online a lot more. Now I'm going to be really big clear about this. I don't agree with letting young children use so- social media or use technology. I know there's there's a big you know, it's man, we need a break. It's hard, isn't it? It's it's hard we're, we're just with our kids a lot more than we used to be and sometimes mama just needs a break. And maybe you can't let your kids out to play and run around the neighborhood like maybe you did, because it's not safe. You need to be out there with them, and you can't because you've got to get laundry done or dinner cooked or the house clean, or you've got to get your own work finished or, or done, and it's just not the same. And you're trying to figure out, well, how do I do this, Connie? Well, I do want to say I have spent time with Google uh, and asking uh, several of their employees what And they're the reps. They're out there selling Google. You know, what do they do? And they're like, well, we don't let our young kids utilize technology. Same for folks that work for Facebook. They don't. Why? Well, because they understand that you can't just hand a child. Uh, They understand the dangers of it. And they also understand how easily, and if you watch The Social Dilemma, how easily it is for your kids to get sucked in deeper and deeper and further and further, and it can impact their moods and it can impact their reaction and their personality, because these companies spend a lot of money on understanding behavior patterns. I mean, they understand the human mind far better than say you and I do. I mean, they have the resource; they have a res- they have the resources you and I just don't have. So let's just dive in. I was recently speaking to a a large homeschool organization, and my whole talk was on technology. And I want to talk to you about how do you teach your kids to utilize social media, to utilize technology for good and not for evil? How do you monitor when things start to go south and you got to pull back a little bit and your kids aren't responding right? They aren't unplugging. They're missing life because life is captured in a, you know, a little screen in their hand and they, they sneak or they lie and they hide their usage under apps that are anonymous. That, that's pretty prevalent now. How do we do that? How do we manage it? Well, first it starts with knowing your child. Now, I started by telling you I work for a social media marketing company. I created social media for companies. I help people with their messaging. I did that for years, and I still do that. I still coach. I still do consulting. But I pivoted a little into really talking about how parents, because now I've I've gone through it. And I've watched how my own kids have utilized it. I've listened to thousands of teens talk about, their struggles, their addictions, and yes, it can be addicting, and yes, your kids can get in trouble, but it kind of comes back to you got to know your child. Three out of my five kids have online businesses. So that means they've got to learn. They don't learn when they start in college and they're out of your house. That's when they get themselves in trouble. So there's a fine line between saying absolutely none and teaching them how to use it. And I'm going to focus on teaching them how to use it. Yes, there is a time where there is nothing. Some of you, you don't have cable in your home. You don't, you don't have any of that stuff. You just, you really don't want to go there. I understand that and I respect that. Some of you um, have no problem with it. And your kids, you know, you kind of navigate through the world uh, of technology and it brings what it brings. And some of you are trying to find the balance. You got to know your child. Not every child's going to respond the same way using technology. Some are going to have this uh, inquisitive mind. They may click in some places they shouldn't go, and we don't want that. Some of your children are going to be adversely impacted by images that they see. They're going to be drawn in to say the wrong direction. And the only way you're going to be able to teach them through that is by walking alongside them while they are under your roof and they are listening to you. I will never forget sitting and listening. uh, One of the times after uh, we we used to have weekly Bible studies with high school and college kids, I will never forget this time this uh, young man needed accountability and asked and explained that they were struggling with a pornography addiction. And I asked this young man if he had talked to his parents about it. And he said, no, he hadn't, because he didn't want his parents to view him bad. He knew that once they had this image of his addiction in their minds, they might not ever overcome it, and they might not know how to respond. And so he hid it. So I guess the first thing I want to say, parents, is, If your kids are struggling with something, don't be the parent that your kid can't come to, whatever it is. And they might be exposed to some things. And you know what? You may have no device. You may not have cable. You may not have anything in your home, but their cousins do. Your friends do. The neighbors do. It just seems to permeate our homes. I remember how some of my kids were exposed to certain things, and I was just devastated. I would just cry. I would weep for what was lost, and I was so diligent. Again, going back to why I wanted to know so much about this, I wanted to avoid some of the the pain or the exposure, and this is kind of what I've learned. If you know your child... If you know some of your children, they're not bent toward that. They're not gonna, they're just they're not not that they're not curious, but they just have a strong sense of this is probably not a good idea. Therefore, they have the uh ability to to just resist and say, no, I'm not going there. Some aren't. And you need to know your children. See, social media is a tool. It's it can be very dangerous right now. I'm not gonna lie. But your kids can use it for their businesses. They can use it to create social awareness for a cause they care deeply about. That cause, I had a friend who whose kids were very involved with the Pug Society. Yes, the Pug Society. And that always struck me because I would have never thought about that. But this mama taught her children how to create awareness for pugs that needed adopting. That's all their children focused on, was bringing awareness, shining a light. I want you to hear that, shining a light on things that are interesting or your kids care about. My daughters were passionate in their high school years about human trafficking. Man, they wanted to rescue every person that had been involved. And they started learning more, and I allowed them to learn more. you got to be careful because that's a dangerous industry. But I walked alongside them. Mom and Dad, you can walk your kids. You can walk alongside them. You can help them find areas that they're interested in that they can shine a a light. They can create a positive social footprint. And what do I mean by creating a positive social footprint? (laughs) Honestly, It's by teaching them everything they say or do will follow them. Don't post something today that they'll be ashamed about or that could cost them their college education, their college scholarship, or could cost them future employment. Social media is not a place for opinions. Teach your children to be wise and discerning. Share things or information that can uplift and inspire. If your children aren't ready for it, don't allow them to go there. Don't do it yet. You have many, many years. Don't start too soon. And like I said, uh, this the folks that I've spent time with that work for Google or HubSpot or Algora Plus or all of these companies. And over the years, there's been many that I have worked with. They know how to create wonderful messaging that has clickbait, you know, click here, three easy steps, five simple solutions. Uh, They know exactly what emotional triggers and they know how to target your children. So That's kind of like an oxymoron. Connie, you're saying help your kids learn to navigate it. Yeah, how are they going to navigate it if you're not around? That's when I've seen most kids get into trouble is when there's no supervision or accountability, or they're exposed too soon, or they can't handle what they're exposed to. So, Just remember that it can be used for good or evil. It has to, you have to then go to one, knowing your children, and then two, it's got to be considering why does your child need to be on here? Maybe it is for online courses and you got to be careful. I mean, even with these virtual courses, these marketers are so savvy. They know where all the ins and outs are, how to create a subliminal message that comes through and you're thinking, oh my gosh, Connie, I can't do this. I'm just trying to get through my day. Well, mom and dad, this is part of your day. Helping your kids be wise and discerning. Helping them understand that they could be the next world changers. They could be the next influencers that are helping others. They also could be the ones that are completely uninterested. I have two kids. They're just very uninterested in any of the things involving technology. I mean, they use it. Uh, My son uses technology for his design with AutoCAD in his engineering profession. My other one uses it barely, just pretty much to stay on top of what's going on with news. So helping your children understand the why behind the usage, that will allow them to avoid mindless scrolling being drawn and led in by, you know, being enticed of the world. They're living in the world, but we don't want them to become like the world. We want them to be set apart and different. And how that looks for your family is going to be very different. I'm going to tell you, whatever decision you make, whether it's nope, no technology in our home except these online courses that we're using and research only if mom's sitting by their side. Yeah, there were some I had to sit right by their side. Always. Because they got easily distracted or they were, you know, enticed by these clickbait things, ads. And before they knew it, they were places, you know, they, were caught, they, they just, you know, got distracted and instead of school taking an hour, it would take a day because they would chase all these rabbit holes. They'd go down all these rabbit holes and yours might too. You do have to monitor what your children are doing and how they're reacting So monitor what they're doing and how they're reacting. And consider why. Watch the social dilemma. Think about how you can help protect your children as you teach them. I will tell you this. All those parental controls, your kids can figure them out, workarounds. There's loopholes. There's there's ways that they can figure out how to change passwords. Your kids, some of your children are probably much more technology savvy than you are. And they're teaching you how to use it. That's okay. And it's okay if they don't. But some of your friends, if you decide, okay, we're not going that route. We're doing no technology. We're just bare minimum. No cable. Well, some of your friends, well... They may not agree with you. And if you are the, no, I'm teaching my kids to have a positive social footprint, guess what? They might not agree with you. So we're in a culture now where if if you pick one camp or the other, you may lose friends. Just Just understand that. But you've got to be the parent. You've got to raise the children according to how God is leading you and your family. I have said this, and I'm going to close with this, and I'll probably follow up and and do another episode on on raising kids with technology. But I, I just want to say that this is your family. And after working with kids for now 30 years, I can't believe it. It's been 30 years I've been working with teens and college students. I've seen parents who are so, I mean, the stats are there. The stats are alarming. What kids can get into, what trouble they can get into. But now, more than ever, kids need our input and our guidance, even if you have to learn alongside them. Ask the Lord for discernment. The things that you may suspect, but you can't prove, ask the Lord to show you how you need to be responding and reacting. And the other part is ask questions. Ask them why. Pay attention. Observe what they're doing and how they're doing it and ask them how they're doing. If you have been working on your relationship on having effective communication, on having open, honest dialogue where they know that if they come to you and say, I am really, I saw some stuff I shouldn't have seen, or I'm, I'm really getting impacted, or I, you start seeing changes in their eating pattern, or their body shape, or they're saying things, they're withdrawing and they're pulling away, and you've been fostering that relationship, you'll be able to come alongside them. You'll be able to help get to the root help them either say, you know what, I think I just need to take a fast. I need a break. This isn't good for me. Or I need to be better about how I'm doing, uh, utilizing social media. So really, in this episode, we've talked primarily about understanding that technology is neutral. It's what we do with it that can be good or evil. Understanding that there are those that are targeting your family, your kids, You, and they're very, very good at it. So you want to be wise. You want to be discerning. You want to know your child. Some of your kids can't handle it. Some of your kids are absolutely fine. You want to teach them how to have a positive social footprint. You want to teach them the hard lessons. Use examples. Remind them. What they post today will show up in a few years. And it can cost them a job and it can cost them a future career and it can cost them a lot more spiritually, mental images. But if you have been walking alongside them, just like you're teaching, you know, teach them as you go along the way. If you've been doing that in all other areas, you can do it in this area. But some of your children might grow up and have online businesses. And as I was saying, most of the kids that I see struggle the most are the ones that when they hit that age, 17, 18, 19 years old, and all of a sudden they're now exposed and bombarded to a plethora of information. Those are the ones that struggle the most because they haven't been taken by the hand and guided through. Now, I'm not saying card blanche. You just give your kids whatever they want, whenever they want it. No, that'll be in our next episode. But help your kids consider why it is they want to do what they do. Think about the cost to you and to your family, to the dynamics, to their relationship, to their moods, to their development. Teach them how, like you would do every other thing, how To turn it off, how to walk away, how to understand when they're being manipulated, when they're being targeted, and when it's not a good thing for them. You can do that. At what age? We'll talk about that in the next episode of Equipped to Be. But remember, technology is neutral. It's what we do with it and what we allow our kids to do with it and how we teach them as they go. Just remember Deuteronomy, teach your children in the way they should go. When they are old, they will not depart from it. If you teach them how to utilize tools in the workshop, you teach them how to use tools in the kitchen, teach them how to use technology in their lives, they are equipped for the onslaught, but it has to be incremental and it has to meet And it has to be commensurate with their level and their maturity. So I hope this has been a a benefit for you as you've listened to this episode of Equipped to Be Raising Teens with Technology. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.